Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Today's nuggets for you. Let's get started. Hello, my overwhelmed friends. How are you doing? Hope you're having a wonderful, a wonderful week. It is, well, when I'm recording this, it's the 24th the day of January. Time maybe you're listening to this. It's at least the 25th. We are a good full three weeks into the year, and for many, we're overwhelmed. <laughs> and I feel a bit overwhelmed this week. I think I've just been riding the high of the new year, the excitement of new things on the pulpit to pew, the nuggetology, the excitement of teaching a new series through Hebrews, the excitement of preaching last Sunday night at our church through a new theme that we're doing, and a lot of excitement, and then it's just like, boom, I knew the day would come. But it all comes crashing down. You just get tired and overwhelmed. Sickness has hit our home. In some ways, I've avoided it so far. Probably tonight or tomorrow, I will start my bout with the sickness. Um, it is just, you know, you hit the you hit that rail. And I thought today, snuck home on my afternoon off, because Wednesdays only work half day or I'm off. And I thought I got four hours basically alone to relax and then I let the dogs inside. And with muddy paws, they came in like crazy demon-possessed lunatics. Jumped, went all over the carpet, to the couch, to the bed before I could catch them. Everywhere. My wife, I came home from my girls' basketball game last night. She had the house so clean, so nice. And these dogs have just destroyed it. And you guys know I'm not the biggest dog person. And so... I went from a relaxing afternoon to great. Here we go. And but I've been feeling that way a little bit before that. I kind of even on the way home, I I was thinking, you get this way. Now I'm leading up to a thought here, but you know, I, I I do get to the point where I'm like, man, I need to exercise. I'm hitting 42 now. I wanna, I need to get in better shape. But um, I get tired, you get overwhelmed with work, the weather's been miserable and everything, and then you're just like, yeah, but a 20-piece nugget from McDonald's sounds good. So I started my afternoon that way. And that's not healthy, that's not good. So I'm already feeling bad, and then all of that happens. And you know what, the reason I say all this, because my little story of being overwhelmed is not much compared to the real-world things. But what I'm saying is, in the smallest of things can begin to pile up and we get discouraged, we get frustrated, we get overwhelmed. Even to the point where I was like, you know what, I don't even think I'm going to do a podcast. I need to study for Hebrews today. I'm like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and do nothing. <laughs> but where, where, how do we get in that mindset? Things start to happen. Life starts to happen. In our nugget today, David found himself in an overwhelming situation. And he was overwhelmed for probably a lot better cause than making a bad choice on what he ate and dogs running through the house with muddy feet and sickness in the home and being tired from uh, just uh, just going. And But he had quite a bit going on in his life. And David said in Psalm 143, in verse 4, he says, Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed. And therefore ties us to the context when he talks about his enemy that had been chasing him and persecuting him which David went through this a couple times in his life, and I've taught through David many times on this podcast, but David ran from Saul, 
for the first part of his uh, adult life, and then he ran from his son Absalom later on in life. So David spent some time on the run. In his life, he constantly had to be looking over his shoulder as people were trying to kill him. And so the, you have an expectation of being king, and then you are running for your life. I can understand. He says, my spirit's overwhelmed. He said, my heart within me is desolate. Now, we probably don't have people chasing us. But the truth is, we all have things in our life that make us feel overwhelmed. It doesn't matter what they are. I mean, many of you, most of you, probably you should, but you can look at my stuff and say, okay, that's all stupid. You know, you shouldn't have made this choice to stop and get the 20 piece nuggets and make yourself feel guilty. You shouldn't have uh, let the dogs in the house without checking their feet. And everything. Okay, agreed, but life happened. See, we all face our different things that just, they pull at us, no matter what it is. You may be busy at work. Maybe having some family going through some difficult times. It could be very serious things. It could be uh, just daily monotonous things that are happening, what we feel overwhelmed. But what happens is, in the spirit of being overwhelmed, Satan comes in. And by comes in, I mean he takes him and his system. They look for that opportunity to discourage us. And a lot of times, we don't do anything to fight back. We just let the discouragement set in. And so we don't go to church. So we just give up on reading our Bible. So we just give up on prayer. We do, like I said I was going to do, just go sit on the couch and just do something to entertain my overwhelmed mind. And I'm not against entertainment. Matter of fact, once I'm done recording this, I'll probably go entertain myself a little bit. But we put aside what's needed because we get overwhelmed. And what did David do? David said his spirit was overwhelmed within him and his heart was desolate. And then he says this, I remembered the days of old. So he remembered, he said, I meditated on thy works. He meditated, I muse on the work of thy hand. So he remembered, that's his mind. He meditated, that's his mind. And he mused, that's his mind. He had to, he had to get his mind right. It starts with our thinking. It starts with our mindset. If our mindset gets crazy and out of whack, our actions follow. As John Getch said, and I've said it many times, our thoughts are the blueprints for our actions. What you continue to meditate on, what you continue to muse on, is how you're going to follow, follow through with your actions. So you've got to get your mind set on what is right. For my stupid illustration today, as I sat down there and I noticed as I went into the room, into my the bathroom, I had some laundry I needed to do. So I started to do that, which I was like, what? I don't want to do this. And that's when I was just like, you know, with all this going on, I'm looking at mud on my floors. I'm just, I'm just going to go sit down and do nothing. And then I was like, Brad, get your mind right. Get your mind right. And I was thinking, I don't want to go up and record the podcast. I was going to record on something else, but today I decided to change it and just talk about this subject. But I was like, no, no, no. Get your mind right. Once you go and start doing what you know you should do, everything begins to fall into place. It starts with our mind. Even David, thousands of years earlier, he had to remember some things that were true. 
get back to remembering God, remembering the goodness of God, remembering the promises of God, remembering the calling of God. You got to start remembering. You got to start meditating on that. Don't just remember, but you got to spend some time musing on it. And then the last word was muse. You got to get your mind right. That's where it all starts. And if we allow our mind to just will, willer, if we allow our mind to waller in the pit of misery and pity, and you're, it's no surprise you're going to stop your Bible reading. It's no surprise your prayer life tails off because you're consumed with being overwhelmed. Now, let me be sensitive to this. Let me stop and think. I do know that there are some problems in life. I'm giving an illustration today of little daily things that build up that pull us away, and that's the main thrust. I understand there are big things, death of family members, cancer announcements. I mean, I understand there are big things, but what I find in my life, it's the daily little things that add up that can pull my mind into the wrong directions. So David said I, I, he started to remember, he started to meditate, he started to muse on the things of God. Then he says, I stretched forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsted after thee, after thee as a thirsty land. After that, he started to examine his prayer life. He started to ex- seek after God. you got to get your mind right and then move in the direction of God. I think of that verse, and I used it this last Sunday night when I spoke, but if you draw nigh to God... God will draw nigh to you. That's how it works. Draw nigh to God. God will draw nigh to you. So in the moments when you feel overwhelmed, in the moments when you feel like you can't, go draw nigh to God. So what does it mean to draw nigh to God? I can't see God. The the best way that I can think of it is fall on your knees in prayer. Get in prayer. Say, do I have to fall on my knees? No, but I would. Why? It puts you in a position where you know I'm praying right now. I am spending some time in prayer. I am drawing nigh to God because I am overwhelmed, and that's where I need to go. I spoke this last Sunday night. I put it in the newsletter. If you yet, for some reason, you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, go to pulpit-pew.com and subscribe. And if I see new subscribers, I will maybe send you the old link. If I can figure out how, I'll send that old link to you. But I just shared a sermon that I preached this last Sunday night. You can also go to the YouTube page for Faith Baptist Church of Cunot. But I was talking about the compassion of Jesus and how Jesus cares for you. And in these moments of being overwhelmed, Jesus cares. Don't allow a lie to come in and say, well, he doesn't care if he did this or that, or maybe I feel, as, as one person said to me, as I was kind of pulling the audience for my sermon, I was asking some questions about this and Jesus's compassion. And some say, I don't doubt Jesus's compassion, but I doubt myself. And so when I do wrong, I disappointed him. So I don't go to him. That's the wrong approach. When we do wrong, we do grieve him. We do disappoint him. But when we come to him, he shows the compassion and grace and mercy. So when I'm overwhelmed, I need to get my mind right, but then I need to draw nigh to God by by spending some time in prayer, by going to him, just stopping for a second. It can be a, a moment. It doesn't have to be like 15 minutes of timed prayer. Just stop and say, God, I need you right now. God, I'm overwhelmed. 
we've got to get back to realizing that we are not these ritual, like form, super formal religious people. We, we have a relationship with God. If I wanted to talk to my wife, I don't have to go through a ritual and all these formal sayings. I just say, hey, can I ask you something? And I do think we need to be honorable in our prayers and there's a respect to our prayers, but talk to God. So he stretched forth his hand and he asked God in verse seven, hear me speedily, O Lord, for my spirit failed. He says, I'm failing. He was all honest with God. When you talk to God, get honest with God. He said, well, God already knows it. Yes, but part of breaking, part of us breaking is just being honest with God. And it's the broken and the humble that God is drawn to. And so that's what he, he did. He said, God, I, man, I'm failing. Then he asked God, he said, hide not thy face from me, lest I be like them that go down into the pit. He says, God, I can't afford for you not to, not to look towards me, your face. I need you, God. And so are you overwhelmed today? This may not be what your counselor would say. This may not be what a psychologist would say. But I think the two best things you could do, it starts with your mind. Your mind is overwhelmed. Your body may be overwhelmed. Let me say that. And if a body that's overwhelmed, what do I need to do? What's the big spiritual answer? Sleep. Get some rest. You know one of the things I did last night? I went to bed at 10.45. You may say, that's late. Well, for me, it's early. I go to bed at midnight every night. Last night, knowing that sickness had been around my home and knowing that um, I just could feel in my spirit I was tired, I was just like, you know what, I am going to sleep early. And I made sure I got the eight hours. You say, well, that's kind of, hey, physical overwhelm, go to sleep, get some rest. You say, is that Bible? I do think so. Elijah was overwhelmed and Jesus said, or God said to him, hey, eat and sleep. So he told him to do. And then he said, get back to work. And so physical rest, yes, but mentally when you're overwhelmed and that happens so much in my life and probably yours mentally, get your mind back on the truth about God, on the truth of God's word, spent and draw nigh to God in prayer and he will draw nigh to you. That's where we need to go when we're overwhelmed. What we do not need to do is pull away from God, pull away from responsibilities, pull away from anything God has called us to do. That will only lead to more discouragement, more frustration with ourself. And it only hurts. Stay close to God. So if you're overwhelmed, I hope this helps. I know many times in my life I've felt overwhelmed and, and I've not always responded this way. But the best way to respond is draw nigh to God. I hope that helps you. That is uh, Psalm did I even say what Psalm it was all the time? Psalm 143. I hope you'll go and spend some time in there. I just went over it real quick. Like I said, I was going to talk about Ephesians chapter 5 today, but I got to thinking there's probably some others out there that may be feeling a bit overwhelmed with the weather, with sickness going around and everything. And so I just wanted to encourage you to turn your eyes back to the Lord. Hey, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to right now. However you're listening to this right now, just look at that device and hit the subscribe button to make sure that you are subscribed. And then go over if you haven't got it. You say, I don't do email a lot. Well, do it once a week. Do it on Monday mornings and make sure you go to pulpit-pew.com and sign up. And I, the one thing that I've not been overwhelmed with is this nuggetology. And I, what's ironic, and I know you don't care about all this behind the scenes, but... 
I was about to stop doing this stuff because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't put words to paper. And I was just having a block and I was like, I'm just going to be done. But then I started thinking about nuggetology, this dumb word that I invented. And it, it helped me to view the scriptures a little bit different and for my own personal life to study the Bible. And then I just write it out and I put it in an email, a short one. I try to keep it less than 500 words total. And then I send it out on Monday mornings. And so if you want to get that, go to pulpit-pew.com. And you can sign up for that. If you have any trouble finding that, just find me on social media. Send me a message and say, I don't know how to sign up. Some have done that. And then I will send you a link and you can do that. So have a wonderful week. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're happy. Hope things are going well. If you need me to pray for you in some way, I'm not any magical prayer. There's nothing special about my prayers. But I would love to pray for you if I could. So reach out to me in some way however you know how to reach me in social media or whatever reach out to me and share your prayer requests and i'd love to pray for you have a wonderful week we'll see you back sunday as we continue our brand new study in the book of hebrews